All right, good morning, everybody. Uh, welcome here to uh, another episode. So, man, Troy going to do this every week for everyone wants to know. We're going to do an NRL review, NRL preview. So, I've been doing it on the radio. Uh, it's been some technical issues, so now we're going to do it this way. So you'll be able to catch this on Troy's Paracade podcast and also uh, do it with more Weekend Warriors podcast and catch this on Duckman TV later as well. So let's get straight into it, Troy. So how have, have you had a bit of a look at the games for this weekend so far and had a bit of a think about what's going on? Yeah, I have, Duckman. Thanks for having me once again. And, uh, yeah, short and round this week in the NRL due to State of Origin next Wednesday night. So seven teams have got the bye this week. So, um, yeah, there's a few mismatches, I think. Uh, there's probably one or two maybe good games, I think, in this round um, due to the bye. But, um, yeah, it's certainly... At least there's still some footy being played this weekend. Yeah, well, this this first one we're going to have a look at. It's going to be a bit of a tough test for the Tigers. So they're up against the Sharks. That is what I'm, it's tonight. So that one's tonight. So they've got they've got a whole bunch of problems at the moment. They didn't get beaten seventy four nil for no reason at all. The Cowboys were very very good last weekend. I thought the Tigers they just were shell shocked once it blew out the forty. They just looked like they didn't know how to manage the process, and they're lucky that it didn't blow out much higher than that again. So, in saying that, they did counter attack uh, the Cowboys and put on a couple of chances, and I thought they might get a couple of tries too, but it never eventuated. Yeah, that's it. I mean, uh, they got smashed last weekend, the Tigers by the Cowboys, but uh, this is a new week. Uh, we saw back when the Tigers smashed the Cowboys 66 18 back in May. The next week they played the Cowboys played Parramatta and they sort of stood up a little bit and uh, they were in the game and uh, I guess that was because of the embarrassment of the week before. Who's to who's to say that'll happen with the Tigers this week? Who knows? Um, that could be a little bit different. They've had a lot of dramas this week uh, this year, so it's going to be interesting to see how they can bounce back. They've made a few changes to their side. Um, that got beaten. Um, the, this game's played at Combank Stadium as well. Um, so one of the last times that I think that the Tigers will play at Combank Stadium as one of their home grounds. Uh, they're looking to get back to Leichhardt and Campbelltown as home grounds. Uh, so, yeah, I, the Sharks, well, they're pretty much sort of full strength. Um, they've got Matt Moreland and Nico Hines in the halves. Nico Hines, he'll be wanting to have a massive game just to show the selectors what they're missing out on. Um, so he's come out and said, look, he's disappointed and um, that he's not in the origin side, as you would be, but it's not going to affect him. So, look, I think the Sharks will just win this one 13-plus. Uh, they they've had all their buyers in the competition now, so they've got no more buyers to come. So... They can't bank those two points, so they want to stay in touch with the top four. Yeah, I, I think they will too. So you got in the Tigers into the lineup to see uh, Atasi James come in, uh, Justin Matamua, uh, Tommy Tuluis, pretty good player, and Will Smith. So Will Smith, we're talking about the same one that used to play for Pembroke from Parramatta, aren't we? Yeah. So yeah, he's been playing New South Wales Cup a lot, um, but they've brought him in as a little bit of a. Um, 
19th man, so you may see him get a run, um, maybe just for that something different in the side. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm surprised he's not starting, right, because he's like an X-factor guy, really. So they, they need someone to do something. They looked, if they copped a massive hammering again, uh, there will be questions raised about Tim Sheens, how long he's going to stay in the job. I know he came out the other day and he said, oh, he really should be in it for a while, but how can you, how can you say that? The only reason why you could probably say that is because they've guaranteed Benji Marshall and Robbie Farrow jobs and they're inexperienced. So otherwise you would think Tim Sheens would be under the pump if he's even going to keep his job at the end of the season. Yeah, definitely he is. Um, although they've come out and said that, no, he'll be the coach next year. Benji and Robbie are coming in 2025. Um, but You'd like to think maybe if there's another big score put on this weekend, maybe maybe give Benji the reins for a couple of games this year, uh, just yeah. see how he goes. Um, maybe not give him full control. I mean, at training and that, I mean, he's taking control of the team anyway at training and Tim's taking control as well. So um, the behind the scenes, the stuff that we're not seeing, we're only hearing – that Benji's doing a lot of coaching anyway, but um, if there's another big score this weekend, you'd probably like to think that maybe Benji could have full control for maybe a couple of games this year. Um, the season would be gone just to see if if he could handle that in a in a difficult situation. And um, obviously, they still have Tim Sheens there anyway. So yeah, it'd be interesting times to see what happens, as, and especially this, tonight. Yeah, and have a look. So have a look at a couple of their outs as well. So they've got Alex Twile out. He scored a try uh, a couple of weeks ago. Get his first NRL try. Uh, Brent Naden is out. So are we looking at his injury or form? And Dave, David Nofaluma. So David Nofaluma is a very good player. So um, if he's out of form, there's you've got to have a look. There's some big picture problems going on with that behind the scenes, which maybe. Uh, the Tigers haven't identified or they need to identify because something is not right with the whole picture. Yeah, well, especially David Nofaluma. He's one of the Tigers' favourite players, try-scoring machine. Um, obviously, he hasn't been playing his best football this year, but um, it's an interesting one there. So uh, he can score tries. We know he can score tries, uh, but that just means that the players inside him need to give him the ball and stuff like that in good space and um, to score those tries. So um, hopefully he'll get back to New South Wales Cup and he'll come back and uh, get some form there and hopefully for his sake, maybe force his way back into the first grade team and maybe look at a contract somewhere else, but perhaps... Yeah, I do. I do think that's probably a good option for him, really. Uh, and the Sharks, so they've got coming in, uh, uh, Braden Trindle, uh, Jesse Colquhoun, uh, Moeni, uh I can't read his last name there, Herodi and Toby Rudolph. Toby Rudolph's a good player. So, and Dale Finnecane's out. So, is Dale Finnecane going to say he's probably, what, out injured? Or he hasn't gone? Uh, I'm not too sure, to be honest, uh, but... Good to see Toby Rudolph back. Um, he's had a foot uh, turf toe, I think it was. Um, so he's been out for a while there. So good to see him back um, yeah. in this Sharks lineup. So uh, in the run to the finals. So yeah, he'll yeah, be so pumped. We'll yeah, I, I think the Sharks are really uh, putting all the putting the runs on the board, and they're 
just building themselves up to get into a good stretch of form heading into the finals. I think you're going to need to put together five or six wins heading into the finals or as many as close to that as possible uh, to really have a good run of form and a good shot at the competition. I think that they've probably got that mix. And Nico Hines, uh, I suppose from reading what Greg Alexander said the other day, he's been playing good, but Nico Hines needs to just consistently deliver. So in, in the big games, because I suppose he's had a couple of opportunities this year to go on and kick on to show what he can. Uh, he well, hasn't gone missing, but he hasn't named up in the games when you would probably think that he would uh, around the origin period time. So for a couple of games in particular when he was getting watched. Yeah, he has been a bit hard done by playing centre in game one of origin, not his natural position. And uh, so he's a bit hard done by there. Only got 11 minutes or so. But, um, yeah, look, I think also last year's semi-final losses as well probably maybe went against him. But um, he he is the Dallium, reigning Dallium player of the year. So, um, they have had a few losses this year, the Sharks. Uh, I think one against the Warriors where you thought maybe if that was at Shark Park and you thought maybe the Sharks would get that win. So maybe that's one of the games that people are thinking of where Nico probably didn't grab the game uh, and take control. Um, but he's still a great player and he's still got a lot to offer. So, yeah, he'll he'll want to have a big game against the Tigers and um, – just show the selectors that he's still available and still there and this is what he can do and um, it would be good for the Sharks as well and leading into the finals. Yeah, absolutely. Well, he is, is the future moving forward, I think, for New South Wales as well. He's a young guy, so he will be there or thereabouts over the next couple of years. So we'll move on to the next game, Friday night's game. So it's not going to get... <laughs> It could be another blowout. So Dragons up against the Raiders. Uh, I hope the Dragons... Can turn it around because they've after Brian Carr come in, they've really uh, just copped a couple of heavy losses since that. Unfortunately, uh, there's a lot of question marks around Zach Lomax. I've seen he's lined up in the centres now this weekend, so that's not normal for him. He normally plays at five eight. Moses Zembai, apparently he has a few question marks around him as well and his future with the Dragons. So it will be interesting to see how they. Aim up there. So Billy Burns has come into their squad too. Uh, Dan Russell has come in. Uh, Max Fiegel's come in. Mazesi Sulai uh, has come in. Who else come in? Paul Turner, Tiani for now. They've really chopped the lineup here. Uh, Zane Musgrove and Taladu Amoni. So, and who's out? Tyrone Sloan, uh, Talua Moga, uh, Jaden Hunt, and Ben Hunt. So Ben Hunt's obviously in state of origin. And uh, for the Raiders here who have got it's come into the squad. They've got Clay Webb's come in, Danny Levy, uh, a heap of uh, Peru, uh, Matt Ferroli, uh, Peter Hello, uh, Trey Mooney, and Xavier Savage. So they've, they've brought in some really good players here. So how do you think this one's going to go? Yeah, look, it's going to be tough for the Dragons with their best player, Ben Hunt, out of the team, obviously with Origin. Um, so it's going to be tough for them just in the halves with uh, their opposition, Jack White and Jamal Fogarty for Canberra. Uh, very The Dragons' halves are very inexperienced. One good thing that came has come out of this is number 17, Dan Russell. He's, a, a I think, a 27-year-old, and he's making his debut in the NRL. So 
there's a little uh, social media clip going around uh, the last couple of days of him being presented with his jersey. So congratulations to him making his NRL debut at 27. Um, amazing. Um, but, yeah, I think the Dragons will, will struggle in this game. I think they, they do play, I think, a little bit better down in Wollongong. I, I don't know what, what it is down there, but they seem to play a little bit better down, down there. Um, but without... Without Ben Hunt, I think they're really going to struggle. Um, Canberra are relatively the same side uh, that they had last week um, and all year. So they're only missing Corey Horsburgh due to Queensland origin. Um, so they're, they're pretty strong. They're, they're missing Josh Papalee um, through injury, I think. So, But, look, I think the Raiders will win 13-plus in this one. Yeah, well, yeah, got Joseph Tapine. He's going to go forward there. Uh, Hudson Young and Elliot uh, Whitehead in the middle there, middle edge forwards. They will cause a lot of problems for the Dragons there, I think. And uh, so Sebastian Chris, a fullback there for the Raiders. Do you think he is... So I wondered about when they let go of uh, Charles Nickel Clockstab was a good choice or not to let him go to the Warriors. What do you think of makeup? I think Sebastian Chris has been good. And really stepped up. Yeah, he has, and probably Canberra have seen that as well because he's just re-signed a contract with Canberra, I think, until the end of 2027. So um, a four-year deal there. So, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, he'll be uh, – obviously, they see that in him as well as a, as a long-term fullback as well. So he's been pretty solid there. Um, so uh, congratulations to him getting that contract uh, extension so yeah no you're right he, they obviously see that potential in him in that fullback position and they think that Canberra I think that they've made the right decision by letting Charles um, go to the Warriors and put Sebastian back at fullback so um, they, they've made the right choice there good opportunity for the Raiders to probably try and put a score on the Dragons um, we all know that the Dragons are struggling at the moment Canberra are, are in a negative uh, for, for and against in the top eight. So, um, and they're the only side like that too, I think. Yeah, yeah. So they're going to find it hard mm-hmm. if they lose games with their for and against, um, just so mm-hmm. how close this competition is. If you're on the same points as another team, then it comes down to for and against. So this is a good opportunity for them to maybe score a lot of points and bring down that differential. I think they're minus 62 or something like that. Um, But their first mindset will be just to go out and win the game and get the two points. Yeah, absolutely. So what I can't understand with the Dragons, they brought in all these players like Peter Couch and Billy Burns, Sione for now, Zane Musgrove, et cetera, and then they're sitting them 18 to 22. So what's the strategy? What do you think the strategy is behind that? Because these guys are good enough to um, probably be starting or on the bench for them, and they're sitting on the extended bench waiting to see players get injured. Yeah, I think you just always have to name an extended bench, so definitely a 18, 19th man, um, and then you go down to 22. So I think you just have to name them anyway. I guess in just in case of injuries during training during the week um, and some of these players that someone like Matt Frawley, he's been playing New South Wales Cup for a long time this year. So, but he's just named as 18th man. 
Um, we, obviously, we know we've got the HIA, 18th man, that can be activated in games sometimes. So um, they have to have one there. So I guess it's just an extended, just in case someone gets injured at training during the week. And um, sometimes we see some of these players actually get a start in the game as well. Yes, absolutely. All right, we'll roll on to the next game. Saturday so says a bit of game you'll be happy about. Uh, the Eels up against the Warriors uh, at Parramatta 2530. You going to get out to that one? Yes, yes, I'll be there. Home game. Uh, can't wait to get back there to Combank Stadium. I haven't been there for a few weeks now. So the Eels haven't been, they've been away and having buys and stuff. So um, this is going to be an interesting game. Um, obviously, with uh, Mitchell Moses, Clint Gutherson, and uh, RCG, Regan Kemp Gillard out for Origin. Um, two, three of their best players, Parramatta. And thankfully, we've got Junior Paolo um, in as captain, uh, sole captain of the team this week. So um, he'll be fired up as well because he's been dropped from Origin. So he'll want to. It's going to be an interesting clash between him and Adam Fanua Blake on the other side. The Warriors. Sean Johnson has been named, but I don't think he'll play. His uh, wife is expecting um, their second child, so um, around the 10th of July. So I don't think he'll be playing. Um, speaking to someone in New Zealand yesterday, they said, yeah, I don't think he'll be playing because they the Warriors have got a few milestone games in this. they got got uh, four players that are having milestone games. So um, Sean Johnson's one of those. He he would be playing his 200th Warriors game. Uh, Adam Fanua Blake, I think he's playing his 150th NRL game. Uh, Wade Egan, I think he's playing 100 games. And Dylan Walker, I think he's playing uh, 200 NRL games, I think. But they did a post on social media the other day and Sean Johnson wasn't amongst those milestones. So probably tells you that he's not playing this week. So that's a big plus for Parramatta. Um, but the Warriors will be keen to get a, another victory after a loss against South Sydney last week. So it should be a good game. Yeah, so I think the Warriors, uh, if Sean Johnson drops out, mm. You've got Dylan Walker sitting number 14 there on the bench. I think he's going to be your halfback option straight off the bat unless they drop him at 5'8 and put Luke Metcalf into halfback to change it. They're not going to do anything real radical here and change the lineup too much. Uh, Dallin Wateni Zelezniak, what's that? He's scored four tries now in a game. What is this for second or third time now this season? I think he's done it. So he scored four again last week, I'm pretty sure, or the week before. So... Uh, He's in red-hot form at the moment. So, Mike Acevo is going to have his uh, hands full trying to cover him. So, I know he can put on tries himself, but he's going to need to watch that. And uh, Ryan Madison, you like seeing Ryan Madison sit there at 5'8". I would have thought he's more of a 13 or maybe potentially a lock myself. Yeah, well, he has done the job before. He uh, played juniors at 5'8". He's played at the Roosters at 5'8". He's played... Um, <clears throat> excuse me, at um, the Tigers at 5'8", and now Parramatta. So he did the job a couple of weeks ago against Manly um, with RC at halfback. So he, he does have ball-playing skills. And as I said, he played junior days at 5'8", so 
he's only just become bigger as he's gotten older, so he's gone into the forward. So, um, yeah, I thought that's probably what they would have done anyway uh, with Mitchell playing Origin. So, yeah, it's not uh, too much of a surprise. I think for the Warriors, what they might do is they might put Ronald Volkman on as halfback if uh, when Sean Johnson is named out of the side. Um, he's been playing some pretty good footy in, in the in the lower lower grades there in the New South Wales Cup. So um, I'd potentially leave Dylan Walker on the bench at 14 and bring in Ronald, Ronald Volkman in a halfback. Yeah. Well, that might be the option. So, so the good thing is, Sean Johnson, really, I think he's only got a couple of years left in the tank anyway at, at the most. So he's had a pretty tough career and been around for a long time. So the Warriors do need to have a look at, like, their secession planning uh, process at the moment. So maybe Ronald Volkman is the man to go for them. And I would say Dylan Walker's really like looking at, you want him to be a 5'8 if you get the best out of him, best bang for buck. So uh, we'll roll on. We'll have a look at the other Saturday game there. Got the Rabbitohs up against the Bulldogs. So it's going to it's gonna be tough because I don't think the Bulldogs are on one week, off one week. I think they're going to be like that this week too. So I think they're going to be on and they're going to give the Rabbitohs a hard time. Uh, in saying that, it's a pretty good-looking Rabbitohs side. Alex Johnson in it, uh, Tane Milne, all these players right through. Uh, Lachlan Ilias, and it, does, it just doesn't get any easier throughout the whole lineup there. So uh, the only bonus, I suppose, they lost Cody Walker. <laughs> uh, Kaloa Matangi, uh, Damian Cook, and uh, also Cameron Murray there for State of Origin. So uh, the Bulldogs will have to be pretty happy about that. So taking out a fair chunk of <laughs> South Strike Power. Yeah, definitely. Um, obviously, the Bulldogs smashed last week by the Knights, 66 0. Uh, they've made a stack of changes this week. Josh Adokar is playing for Origin, which some people have questioned uh, whether he should have been picked for Origin uh, just due to his club form and also his Origin form. We all sat here last year and uh, said that he should have been in the side. Um, he wasn't, and then he's been picked again and probably hasn't lit up the stage that we thought he would do. Um, Canterbury have got Toby Sexton from the Gold Coast Titans, a mid-season transfer, uh, starting at halfback. So that could be good for the Bulldogs, a bit of fresh blood um, and getting into that side and partnering Matt Burton, who, again, probably a little bit disappointed about not being selected for origin. Some would say, yeah, but he's um, Freddie's based the team off one game, the Newcastle Bulldogs game, and he didn't have the best of game there. Uh, but he's probably still unlucky not to be picked in that side. I mean, bit a bit of bias. I probably would have picked Matt Burton in at um, seventeen instead of Clint Gutherson, but uh, they went that way. Because, I mean, Matt Burton's been there in the origin camp, I think 18th, 19th man for the game one and two. So he's certainly thought of. But even even with these players out, um, even with these players out of South Sydney, I think they they can still, they've still got a pretty decent side. Uh, obviously, they're going to miss their players that they have. Um, 
obviously they have, they're going to miss the players they have in origin, but uh, it just gives those younger players a good chance to step up and take uh, take that opportunity and um, get a win for South Sydney, who will want to stay in the top eight as well. They've got a couple of buys left, which is good for them, but um, I think they're running at seventh position at the moment, so they'll want to... They, they probably would have penciled this game in as, as a win anyway, um, but you just never know until you get out on the field. So, And Tom Burgess is captain of the Rabbitohs as well this week, so <laughs> yeah. a big honour for him. Uh, yeah, I noticed that. So uh, Toby Sexton, so you'll have a look at the Bulldogs there. So I think Matt Burton has been pretty harshly done by really to get uh, dropped out of the Origin extended squad. Uh, so I think he does add a bit more uh, versatility value than... Gufferson because he could probably play. I think Panthers even had him playing a fullback and he can play center two, five, eight. Could probably get him to play halfback if you need to. Uh, the only thing they might look at is because he's left footed, uh, that reduces like Ben Al playing both sides of the ruck. So, or that's how they might look at it anyway. Uh, Toby Sexton will bring a different running game absolutely to what Kyle Flanagan has had. I wonder is Kyle Flanagan really a halfback? So, uh, Maybe you should be playing him 5A4. Some people are saying even do like what they did with Danny Badiris and make Kyle Flanagan a hooker. Maybe that will get a different outcome out of what you get out of Kyle Flanagan's game. He's a good player. Uh, but I think Toby Sexton will change it up. So he's like an up-tempo ball runner and will run at the, he won't mind running at the line at all. So I can't work out why the Titans let him go at the moment. So I think they really have put all their money on getting Ben Hunt next year. If they don't get Ben Hunt, do you think they'll be disappointed they've let Toby Sexton go? Uh, yes and no, because I guess it's just a, an option that they won't have to to pick. But, um, I mean, they seem to have gone pretty all right this year with the halves that they've got. So Tanner Boyd in a halfback. They've got Kieran Foran there at 5'8". They've got um, Jaden Campbell, who could possibly play 5'8". Um, we've seen AJ Brimson play 5'8 before. Um, so they've got a few options there in the halves. So um, I don't think they'll rue that decision of letting Toby go to the the Bulldogs because I think... Um, they got cover. Yeah, they got cover, and they wouldn't have let him go if they didn't think that they had cover. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's odd to see uh, things like that happen uh, in mid-season. It doesn't happen very much anymore. Mid-season transfers have been a few good ones back in the day. Bronco Dura did it a few times. <laughs> oh, that's S- a name from the South past. South George, yeah, a blast from the past. Bronco so. Dura. Yeah, uh, okay, so, okay. coming out, he played fullback for South and Saints and 5 as well, and I think he moved to both clubs in mid-season transfers. So from one to the other, then from one to the other again. But I can't yeah, remember okay. what way yeah, it was. I first. think he was a a toe punting goal kicker. I think too. I think yeah, played played cricket for New South Wales and the Australian under nineteen squad when Ian Healy was there as a wicket keeper and yeah, went pretty close apparently to getting Ian Healy's spot. But Healy Healy had it. So he's about number two or number three in Australia at the time and it stuck along. The rugby league path, so probably yeah, rightly yeah. too. So would would have been tough getting an Australian side back then. Uh so okay, yeah, anyway, I do do <laughs> think South will probably yeah get the chockies on the Bulldogs. So we'll roll on to the next game. I would keep thinking about Bronco Jura. So <laughs> the Titans against the Dolphins. So 
Titans have got a really strong looking team here uh, as well too at the moment. And uh, I do think that the Dolphins, uh, they're, they're learning on the run. They're learning very quickly. Katie Nikarima at fullback, uh, Jermaine Asako, uh, Ewan Aitken, that's pretty good looking back line there. Lance Tahiri, uh, Tessie Nui, uh, then you've got Isaiah Katoa and Sean O'Sullivan. That's a good back line. And then you just got all these big guys in the forwards, Jesse Bromish, Jeremy Marshall King. So he made a good choice in leaving the Bulldogs to go up to the Dolphins. So it's really helped him kick on his career now. So you can see the guys that have gone to the Dolphins, they've, they've just gelled. Wayne Bennett's got it right. Uh, and they've just gelled. Christian Wolfie's doing a good job behind the scenes too. Um, when Wayne Bennett eventually steps down, he will eventually. Christian Wolf will be the man, Wayne, he'd take over Redcliffe, you reckon? Yeah, you, you, you'd think so. Um, yeah, we all saw at the start of the year they had a pretty good run. They were winning games. They were in the top eight. They're going through a little bit of a tough patch at the moment with origin and injuries and suspensions. Um but that man that you mentioned before, Jeremy Jeremy Marshall King, he's having a wow of a season. Um, seems like he's got a new lease of life up there in Queensland, um, coming from the Bulldogs. So um, he's he's been playing some great football, some great darts out of dummy half and, and stuff like that. So um, I think he's coming back from injury. So, um, yeah, the Dolphins have got a good one there. I like I like the Dolphins in this game. I think they could probably cause a bit of an upset. I think the Titans are probably favourites in this game. But I think the way that the Dolphins played against the Broncos last week, I think they might be able to cause an upset. Obviously, they're missing the hammer uh, due to origin. So um, that's a big out for them. Uh, and Felice Kafusi as well is out. But um, it's relatively the same squad. Um, Gold Coast, they're obviously missing Big Tino, David Fafita, AJ Brimson, and Mo Fatawaka uh, due to origin. So a few players out there. Um, but this one's at Gold Coast. I, I just think that Dolphins will get the this win. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do think they'll get the win. Uh, I think they'll probably dominate it. They've, they've been very good this year. And uh, I really like... I still still feel bad that Justin Holbrook got the flick at the moment with the Titans because I think he's doing a pretty good job. And if he's in charge, I think that they wouldn't be doing any better or worse than what they have been at the moment. So I do think there's Hasler will change it up and he'll probably be able to attract extra players that Justin Holbrook hasn't been able to uh, bring in. Unfortunately, that's going to be the big difference because Desi's won competitions with Manly and with Canterbury. So, um, oh no, he didn't win one with the Bulldogs, no. did he? Yeah, he made a couple of grand final. Yeah, two grand finals, I think. Yeah. So that will be, yeah, be a big step up. Uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes there on Sunday. So but I would say if you're going to have a sling, have a sling on <laughs> the Dolphins. Now, Jaden Campbell, but you're yeah, pretty happy how he's going this season. He, he really has stepped up at another level. He'd be getting close to looking at origin selection, wouldn't he? So, yeah, it's. Um... An interesting one, Jaden. He's re-signed with the Gold Coast, I, I think, earlier on in the year for a couple of more years. Um, but it's an interesting one whether he wants to play 14 for his career or not because he got, as I said, AJ Brimson there. Um, he got Kieran Four in there. And now there's rumours that 
the Titans are after Ben Hunt as well. So um, it's going to be difficult for Jaden, but I think he just wants to stay up on the Gold Coast, um, still play football, um, but it's going to be hard for him to find a position in there with those players in front of him. Um, but he's still 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 learning the game as well. He's only young, so he's still learning the game as well. Uh, but it's a pretty handy reserve to have and a pretty handy player to have bring into your side um, if you do have representative players um, out for your club side. So, um, yeah, he's uh, he's a pretty electrifying player sometimes, um, a bit like his old man. But um, yeah. as I said, he's only young. He's still learning the game. He's going to be there for another couple of years. So, They'll find a way to use him in somewhere in that side. Uh, absolutely. So, if people don't know who we're talking about, his old man would be one Preston Campbell. So, the yeah. Dalian player of the year at Cronulla when he was playing halfback, and then they moved him to fullback for some reason, then moved him to number nine for some other reason. They didn't like that. And then he went across the Pembroke from one of Premiership in 2003. So, uh, and an outstanding career, then finished off with Gold Coast. He started off with Gold Coast. I can't remember who his first game was against. I remember looking at it a little while ago too, who he played against, and it just slipped me by. Uh, so let's have a look at the the elephant in the room, State of Origin on Wednesday night. <laughs> so <laughs> how do we think that's going to look at the moment? So New South Wales, um, Queensland already think they're going to win this one and they're going to do it by some sort of big margin. New South Wales, there's a lot of infighting, so I've got a funny feeling we've got a better chance when things aren't going great for us either. Uh, I, I don't mind that we're not favourites. I don't mind that there's a bit of squabbling. Uh, I think the guys might aim up. Very hard to tell what Brad Fittler was trying to do with his lineup. Folks, people ask, is he picking a lineup for game three or for the future? Because Bradman Best is like the build for the future selection. And then you've got some other guys like Cody Walker. That's not building for the future when you pick a 33-year-old guy. Uh, where do you see the game sitting at at the moment? Yeah, look, it's a very interesting one. Um, as you said, probably Cody Walker, he, he's probably been thought of for games one and two. Um, I think he was injured for game two. Uh, if he probably wasn't injured, he might have got the start there in game two. Um, if not at 5'8", maybe on the, in the 14 role. Um, so there was a little bit of talk about him in game two. Um, but interesting that he did get the start in game three. Uh, as we talked about before, probably Nico probably would have been the selection I might have went with um, in that 5-8 role. Um, Bradman Best is an interesting one. We've heard Greg Alexander say that we've he's, New South Wales have had their eye on him for a long time and he wasn't just picked because of that one game on Sunday. Um, but again, an, an interesting selection. That one may be for the future of New South Wales. I mean, you have Katoni Staggs up there at Brisbane playing some good footy and Brisbane are playing uh, are up there. Um, Isaac Tungo for the Panthers as well. Uh, Will Penasini for Parramatta. So there's a few options there. You probably would have thought that Campbell Graham would have got the spot if he wasn't injured. Um, finally, because a lot of people thought he might have got the spot for games one and two. Um, so that there are a couple of interesting selections. RCG, well, he probably came back into the side 
uh, well, he was the front rower for Australia in the World Cup final. So um, he probably would have made games one and two if he wasn't injured uh, prehand. Um, Gutho is an interesting selection, as we spoke about before. I don't know where he's going to play or how long he's going to play for. Um, Freddie's come out and said that we just love having him in the camp because he's a he's he's a winner. He wants to win everything he plays. If he had a game of marbles, he'd want to win that one. Um, he's very competitive and passionate, and um, he's the sort of bloke that you want to have around State of Origin. So uh, he's an interesting one. Um, so yeah, there's an interesting few interesting selections for New South Wales. Queensland have had to make, I think, two changes due to injury and suspension. So AJ Brimson comes in for Reese Walsh, who's been suspended for three weeks. Um, so and Corey Horsburgh comes in as well, uh, onto the bench, I think it is. So they're a pretty settled lineup, and life is good in Queensland at the moment. Uh, Queensland camp, they'll be wanting to get the first. Series whitewash, I think, in 12 years, something like that, I think it is. Um, maybe even 13 years. I think 2010 might have been the last one, um, and that was by New South Wales, I think. No, Queensland. Queensland. Uh, that was by Queensland. Um, so I think um, that'll be a, a motivation. It won't, won't necessarily be a motivation for them to win the game, but... It certainly will be in the back of their minds, no doubt. But um, Billy Slater's come out and said that he just wants uh, the players to they're, – they're not even thinking about a 3-0 whitewash. They're thinking about just representing the state, the people, um, the fans and all this. So that, That's uh, a load of crap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I dare say they'd probably want to try win a 3-0 series, a series 3-0, but uh, just have to wait and see. Queensland are obviously favourites because they've won the series, but I think New South Wales will really want to get this victory in front of their home fans and um, put some so-called respect back into the series by losing it 2-1. So, yeah, unfortunate thing for Queensland is they'll get the shield at New South in New South Wales, uh, which I probably don't agree about, but... If they won, it, they won it in game two, so they probably should have got it at game two in front of their home fans. Now, I know a few AFL people like Richard Griffith. He asked me why they don't play State of Origin 1 at a neutral venue like, let's say, Perth, Adelaide, like they did this year, uh, then play game two at the state who lost and then play game three. Oh, sorry, play game two at the state. Yeah, the state who lost to give them an opportunity to win. Then game three at the state who won the first one to like try to keep it alive, give it a better opportunity to market it and all okay. that sort of yeah. stuff. Because at the moment they have not sold all the tickets. So No, they're think- struggling at the moment. I think they're going into two for one offers at the moment. So <laughs> um they're struggling to sell a crowd. Um I think it holds eighty thousand, so it'd be interesting to see how how many are there on Wednesday night? So now that New South Wales have lost the series, but um, that's an interesting concept there um, about the home and away games for Origin. So um, yeah, I think they don't take it away every year to a neutral venue. So um, we have it seen has it. flaws. <laughs> yeah, it does. I, I mean, personally, I think it should just be New South Wales and Queensland, but. 
well, what can you do? They want to take it to expand the game and, and make money. We're going to take it to the heart of rugby league next year when it goes to Las Vegas or wherever it's going. So I probably yeah. don't even know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, let's just hope they don't take Parramatta over there because I'm going to find it hard to get over there, I think. <laughs> so is that going to be another exhibition game like the 1987 State of Origin they took to Los Angeles or is this going to be a fair income game one, two or three State of Origin match? Oh, I don't think they're going to take State of Origin over there. I think they're going to try and take the NRL over there. So I think it's going to be like the season openers for round one. So they're going to take four clubs over there, I think, and have a, a double header over there um, in Las Vegas. I think I think they're planning on doing it for 2024. So um, there's been rumours about what clubs are going to be there. So maybe South, Brisbane, Manly and somebody else, I think. South, South have obviously got the Russell Crowe factor. Manly's got the Hugh Jackman factor. Um, Brisbane, well, they're a Queensland side, so I guess get them involved as well. I don't know who, I don't know who would play each other, but um, they certainly, I think it's going to be planned for 2024. But as I said, I hope Parramatta doesn't go over there because I'm going to find it hard to convince the missus to let me go over to that game <laughs> for a game well, of rugby league. I think just uh, this is just the general observation. I wouldn't be sending St. George Illawarra or West Tigers or, or the Bulldogs at the moment either. Like uh, that might not be a great demonstration of close rugby league. You want to get a couple of close games. Uh, I would think the Brisbane and uh, probably the Dolphins would be a good one. And well, maybe, maybe you could send the, the, the Premiers from this year over there as well. So send yeah. the team in the competition for this year, send them over there next year. So, Yeah, absolutely. All right, so what do you got? That's wrapped up Rugby League for the week. What do you got on uh, the Paracade podcast coming out next week, Troy? Yeah, so uh, released today, we're recording this on a Thursday, so released today is Russell Bowden, former Melbourne Storm player, premiership winner in 1999 with the Storm. Uh, a legit premiership that they won, uh, not a not a scandalous one. So <laughs> he also represented Queensland in State of Origin as well. Um, so got that one out today. Uh, this chat will come out as well on uh, Friday, so tomorrow. Uh, so content every day. Uh, got a game day preview of Eels and Warriors. Uh, that I spoke to someone in New Zealand, the Warrior Holic, uh, massive Warriors fan. So that'll come down on game day. So Saturday. Warrior Holic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, a good bloke and massive fan of the Warriors. So I uh, chatted with him last night. Um, so yeah, got a, got a bit going on. Uh, trying to maybe do a bit of content every day. So podcast every day. So a little bit busy and um, coming up. Soon in the interview style uh, podcast, uh, obviously Russell's out today. Uh, Tom Leroy Lars as well, uh, former Canberra Raiders player, uh, most notably, and Brian Smith as well, former Parramatta Roosters, um, Dragons, Illawarra coach, Newcastle coach as well. So very nice pickup getting Brian Smith. So uh, would have been hard to pick him up too, wouldn't it? So. Uh, he's a pretty busy guy, Brian Smith. 
Yeah, it was um, yeah, pretty lucky to get him and it was an honour and privilege to interview him because he doesn't give many interviews in the media. Um, and, yeah, it was an interesting chat about his coaching career and uh, a few little thoughts about uh, the game today. And um, he actually, when he was coaching back, I think, in Illawarra, he actually brought the idea of uh, two referees on the field. So it only took him like uh, 20 years to think of that one and, and bring that one in. So um, he's a bit before his time there thinking about two referees and um, that's that's one of the little stories that we chat about and obviously a little bit of Parramatta talk as well as well when he was coaching Parramatta. So pretty interesting chat. So that will come out in a few weeks, but um, my, maybe I might do a few little sneak peeks at that one as well because create a bit of interest. Yeah, should should probably try to do that. And one thing I'm going to try to do now, I can tell you, I'll be trying to chase up Bronco Jura, see if we can get Bronco. Uh, Bronco Jura, yeah, yeah, why not? Why not? Um, Absolutely. Yeah, maybe we're going to have a chat to him together or something. But uh, yeah, that, that's yeah, what I'll do. We'll Bronco get him, get him Jura. On. So if any of your uh, viewers have got any contacts with Bronco, then uh, yeah. yeah, let's get him on. Yeah, yeah, hook us up. Hook us up. We were keen to have a chat <laughs> with Bronco Jura about. Uh, his rugby league days at South and St George, and also his Jolking. cricket days too. Want want the inside oil on Ian Healy? What's he really like? So okay, looks too yeah. nice for my liking. So <laughs> let's let's break that break down the myth. <laughs> Sounds good to me. So if you get him, let's let's do it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right, Troy. Thanks for your time. Really appreciate it. And I'll let you go. I'll chat to you again sometime over the weekend. There. Not a problem. Thanks, Duck Man. Enjoy enjoy your footy this week. Absolutely will do, Sir Troy.